0: When the world is too much to bear, I hide within my mind. Fear of the unknown is one of the strongest fears and keeps us grounded in safety. We comfort ourselves in the warm hand of a higher power while slipping away from the reality we so fiercely cling to. I closed my eyes to the pain. And when the voice asked me to prove my faith, it was the only thing I had left. Good evening, and welcome to Gore, a horror podcast to keep you up at night. I'm the Wicked Kitten always getting into mischief, and with me, as always, is my lovely co-host, TV's Travis. Hello. <laughs> also with us is the endearing, the ethereal, Fay. Hello. And lastly, the dread you've been feeling since you hit play on this podcast, Dreadly. Hola. Oh, multilingual. Huh? So, you know, it's been the doctor recommended amount of time since the last episode. Uh, let's see what we've been up to. So, Travis, what you doing? What you watching? How you been?
1: Uh, Well, I've been pretty good. I spent the weekend watching all of the Lord of the Rings trilogy extended editions over the course of four days. Um you that's well 12 hours. That's, that's how long they are. The yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah.
0: That's that's your whole weekend.
1: Uh, it was pretty darn close. Yeah. Um, sprinkled in sunshine while I was at it. Uh, watched that movie. That's a great fun movie. Um, although fun. It's a very, it's a very down movie, but I enjoyed it. Uh, I've also been playing Skyrim still. And uh, for f- just kind of poking around playing, replaying Thimbleweed Park, hmm. which is a really fun uh, point and click adventure.
0: Ah, so lots of fun, lots of movies, lots of gaming. Yeah. Has there been snow?
1: Yeah, lots of snow. The snow never ends. It never goes away.
2: Mostly ice. Everything covered in ice. That's terrible. Might as well roll
0: it on to you, Faye. What you doing? What you watching? How you been?
2: Yeah, I've been learning a new job. Um, and it's not been a very nice job to my body, because it's screaming all the time now. Um, but that happens as you get older. Um, other than that, it, watching some movies, uh, I rewatched uh, Rock of Ages the other night, um, as it is one of my go-tos when I'm stressed out. It really helps bring that stress down. Um, and playing Final Fantasy fourteen.
0: Mhm. I definitely know that pain from the job thing because my job is just it's all physical all the time and uh a lot of the people that work in my job end up going back and forth between the kind of the same thing you're doing now. It's funny because it's like the same sim it's similar stuff and like similar pay and all that. So yeah. I've heard some stories from people. Dreadley, what you been up to?
3: Oh, you know, lots of snow wait, and wait. ice. Uh... What you
0: doing? <laughs> what you watching? How you been? I got
2: to keep doing this.
3: <laughs> oh, well, lots of snow. No, there's been no snow or ice here. Very windy right now. Very windy. Um, What have I been doing? Well, I've been doing the same stuff as we always do. Watching movies, playing video games. And sometimes doing some work, I guess, but yeah. Seems Not really. like a fame around uh, here. Work schmuck Yeah, it's weird. We should make a podcast about all of this.
0: Oh. Yeah. It's funny how you, you you brought up all the stuff you've done in the last two weeks in the uh like the least verbose way possible on a podcast.
3: Yes. But I was getting there. I was just making the
2: mm-hmm.
3: You know, uh, a brief description of what to, is to come in the next minute. So people know if they can uh, skip ahead or not, if they're interested in what I've been doing or not. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and everyone fast forwarded or hit stop.
3: Oh, Well, yeah, story of my life.
0: So, what you've been playing?
3: What have I been playing? Well, I finished Chrono Trigger, which is a very old game from the Super Nintendo ages. And for some reason, I have never played that before. And now I can say I finished it for the first time. Mm -hmm. For one of the bazillion endings. Yes, I'm aware. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was very fun and definitely worth its uh, fame uh, that it gets. And looking forward to uh, playing a sequel because they just announced that they're bringing Chrono Cross out on all PC and uh, Switch and PlayStation and all. So, yay. Good timing. Um, Other than that, we've started playing a game called In Sound Mind, which is a more spooky game.
0: Yeah. It's kind of Uh, like if layers of fear and... There's a little bit of Alan Wake in there, Look, yes. there's one level that's Alan Wake-ish. Yes. It's really creepy. There's a kitty, though.
3: And- oh, yes, that's the best part of mm-hmm. this game. Mm-hmm. In between missions, let's call them, or not missions, but you know, levels, uh, you go back to a little hub world and you have your kitty that's talking to you and telling you what's going on. But the best part, the best part. You get to pet the kitty.
0: Yay!
3: And then she makes noises. Yes.
0: She talks though.
3: And makes noises. Yeah. Mostly, and it's then, like,
0: can you stop petting me?
3: Yes. Like, and then at the end, the enough? game stops you from petting her until you finish yeah. the next mission. Which is sad. it's
0: almost like a what's that thing Pavlov's uh, cat in the no. It's
2: the dog. The bell. Uh,
1: did you just conflate Pavlov's dogs and Schrodinger's cat?
2: Yes. Were they
1: mm-hmm. both in a dream and not dream state?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, they did
3: get well, married at the end. In the end.
0: But yeah, you put that cat in the box, and and then um,
3: that's probably you ring game the I bell, was. and then the cat either hears the bell or she didn't, or both at the same time. Yes. That's it's a very that
0: beautiful goes. cat with gorgeous eyes, yes, and the game itself looks
3: beautiful and it's quite right a,
0: a lot creepy, I should say not a little it's yes. a lot creepy
3: so um, looking forward to continuing that in the next week nice
0: <laughs> yes, I'm liking it too uh, movies
3: we've uh we finished uh, the Chucky series
0: last time yeah we already saw and it
3: last time. oh yes. And so we continue with a new series now, which we've been going through, which is I Know What You Did Last Summer. All two yes.
1: movies. I was going to say, there's so, only two of those, right? Because I saw three. both in theaters. There's three. I know. There's I'll Always the Know joke. What
0: You Did Last Summer. Is there, <laughs> a,
1: is, a is there really a third
3: one?
0: Yeah. It's called I'll Always Know What You Did Last Summer. I refuse. And to it sounds awful, but I've yep. never seen it.
3: And we shall watch it anyway. It's just going to just embrace its awfulness
0: it's probably yeah it's gonna be terrible all right the second one wasn't as bad as we thought but my favorite part of the movie is that i've seen it once probably way way back in the day of course and i remember going oh yeah there's that dude in it that looks like jack black right Mm -hmm. and we're watching the movie and it actually is jack black in that movie
3: (laughs) you looked very much like jack black that's true
0: But, like, you gotta remember that I've only seen it, like, one time all the way through and maybe have seen it, like, on TV somewhere. And so, in my mind, not knowing who Jack Black was when I first watched it, like, it just didn't compute. And then because he's, like, a a dude with dreads, it was just kind of weird.
3: Hello. But, yeah. yeah,
0: That was interesting to see that. And
3: Jeffrey Combs.
0: Oh, and Jeffrey Combs is in that, but I wouldn't have known who he was back then. I didn't get into him until... You know, we started talking about, like, Star Trek stuff and whatnot.
2: Get into him.
0: Yeah, and then we finished We finished Police Academy, which has nothing to do with horror,
3: but we did finish Oh, the Police last Academy. movie was yeah. quite horrific, though.
0: Yes, the one where they go to Russia is l- oh, literally boy, boy, boy. the worst piece of crap I've ever seen in my life. And I remember oh. liking it as a kid.
3: And you've seen Sky Shark.
0: Yeah, Sky Shark's moved up on the list of movies in the world. <laughs>
2: Well, Let's I just I say I that. Valentine did
3: well, that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we, Actually, I thought got, we made a deal never weeks, to mention Sky that again. we just moving on up, okay? This is.
0: God damn it.
3: We made a pact. hmm.
0: hmm.
1: You just broke it.
0: You made a pact. <laughs> oh, no. uh, did we watch any of the Conjuring series since the last episode? Now I can't remember. No. No.
3: Uh, because no, okay. there was a Joe Bob thing.
0: Yeah, but yeah. that was one week. Wouldn't there have been two weeks in between?
3: There we had already days. watched probably The true.
1: Nun, right? Because that's the last one we watched was The Nun. We had watched that.
3: No, we didn't. We, we watched Annabelle. The Nun we've watched, Yes, I don't think we've seen that <laughs> since last time.
0: Well, because we did see each other the Friday before last, right? Now none of us can remember
3: look, these weeks, they all look alike. But, let's well, so just we're hey, we've none. watched The Nun. Yes.
0: And then we took the next week off to watch the Joe Bob Valentine's Day special, which we were hoping to sweet heavenly Christmasness that it was not Valentine. And it was not, we were not disappointed. It
2: was a uh,
3: It was a trauma movie.
2: Both of them were. Yeah, yes, they were.
3: I don't remember the name of either oh, shit, one. It's one.
2: Now.
1: Was what? The one with the, the demon band?
2: Yep. Yes. The other one was
0: Frankenhooker. Oh, yeah. It was so. Yes. So, so the like first Black, movie was. Black Rose. Black Roses, Black Roses. Yeah. Black Roses, which was very interesting. Uh, That's a word I, for it. I kind of liked it. It it was definitely. It felt so 80s and rock and roll and stuff.
2: It It's trauma. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, if but it was you've seen any trauma, that's what you expect.
0: Yeah, but it was definitely like I mean there were some bad parts to it of course, but it was definitely more my flavor of trauma movies as opposed to like uh some of the other ones. Like the whatever that one on the beach when they crash and they're all like crazy or whatever. That one is just that's not my cup of tea. But I like that. And then the second movie was Frankenhooker, which I didn't get to watch because it was too late at night, but oh my god. I remember watching that movie really late night on cable when no one was around <laughs> and thinking that was just like the funniest thing.
2: I um, love those late nights on USA. Yeah. USA, oh God, Was up, that on USA night.
0: too? USA up all night. Oh God. Remember that? And then Gilbert yeah. Godfrey did the other night.
2: Yep. yep. Yeah, A lot Christ of trauma old. movies got played on USA on up all night. <laughs> mm-hmm. The one I remember uh, staying up to watch most was Class of Nukem High.
1: I'm sure I saw that at some point.
0: Other than that, I've been continuing my watch through of Ash vs. the Evil Dead and we finished season two. I'm going to miss the shit out of this show when it's gone. Um, it's so good. Um, yeah. just I'm so sad that I didn't watch it. Not that me being one viewer would have changed the fact that it was cancelled, but still, like, you know.
2: It was only cancelled because Bruce decided to hang up his hat.
0: Oh. Okay, well then that's good. I like that. Goes out like a shining star. Like he is. And other than that, I have been working... Getting ready for the newest season of uh, America's Next Top Podcaster, which is
1: starting up season four,
3: crazy
0: season four. You know how me and Travis met? He was Drew. on season two. Yep. I was on season one.
3: No, I wasn't season none.
2: Don't worry, Dreadley. Me either.
3: That's how me and Faye met. <laughs> <laughs> from season none.
0: But yeah, that's a, there's a lot of work that we put into that and it's going to be really fun. There's some changes for this year. So I'm excited about that and whatnot.
1: I am looking forward to hearing and seeing the changes that get made as well.
0: Yay. You will. It's going to be electrifying. I don't know. Electrifying. (laughs) I'm going to say, right. So that's yeah. Oh, We forgot about the most important thing. What's that? Dreadly, what game did you pick up within the last two weeks that you're now playing a bunch of that I may have influenced?
3: I have not picked up any game that I've been playing influenced by you because it's a free game, and I already had it. But I have definitely not been playing Hearthstone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay.
0: And how much have you not been playing Hearthstone? a lot yeah <laughs> I may have created hey, Battlegrounds
3: is cool okay Battlegrounds is cool.
0: yes we've been playing Battlegrounds I'm back and in the I have, zone
3: I have played five times as Tentacles also known <laughs> as uh, C'Thun C'Thun which is definitely influenced by Cthulhu, but uh, I've played him five times and I have won five times so oh. wow that! Okay. Mm-hmm. fancy yeah, I have a few. Too played. bad there's 75 total heroes. So you have to like four in 75 yep. chance that you have him as big fan. Yeah,
0: yeah <laughs> it is what it is. But you grab Tentacles every time you can. Yep. it's It feels good to be back in the game and everything. I kind of miss not doing a podcast about it anymore, but who knows? Podcasts have come back before.
1: Yeah. You never know. You never know.
0: The more you know. And now for tonight's feature presentation.
1: Okay, so you're saying he's possessed by a demon?
0: Yes. I heard him speaking in tongues. Also, God told me. Wait,
2: what?
1: So what did it sound like?
0: Something like, who had it? It must be demon speak. What about God?
1: No, God doesn't use demon speak, Fay.
0: Yeah, it didn't sound like God at all. I know what he
2: sounds like. Wait, what? Are Are you sure he wasn't just speaking a different language? You know, Europeans tend to do that. Speaking of the devil, here he is.
3: Hey everyone, how's it going?
2: We're good. How have you been? Long time no see.
3: Ah, uh, you know, work, games summoning demons, the usual. Wait, Wait what? what?
0: Aha! My giant cockroach was right after all.
3: Wait, what?
0: Saint Maud is a 2019 drama-horror-psychological thriller that has the most esteemed honor of being one of the most unsettling movies I've seen in a long time. Maybe even ever. It stars Morphed Clark and Jennifer L., who is my absolute favorite Elizabeth Bennet from the 1995 BBC version of Pride and Prejudice.
3: And don't forget Morfette Clark is my favorite version of Georgiana Darcy from the 2016 film Pride and Prejudice. And Zombies. The only version that matters. The best
2: version. <sighs> yeah, so...
0: This is a movie that I have heard so much about since it came out and um just like not not the same as like people telling me like it's um it's something that I should watch or anything like that just like little whispers around how it's really good and there's just like the trailer for it was just this really weird t- depiction of scenes and stuff like that So, uh, But I had never seen this before, so I was like, you know what, let's just do it for the show, because what the hell. Um, So, uh, Faye, was this your first time seeing it, and what did you
2: think? Yes, it was my first time seeing it as well, and I was bored off my rockers with this movie. Nothing was a shock to me. I just watched a lady have a complete and utter breakdown and lose all senses of reality. This is more of a drama than a horror. In my opinion. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. You can
0: only speak for yourself. Unless you're speaking for the demon. No. Um, <laughs> so. Dreadly. This was your first time, of course, this is yes. first time, I think
3: this is uh, basically a wait you haven't seen uh, before <laughs> edition pretty much.
0: Well, yeah, but it's more like I don't I don't necessarily want it to be your first time because that's Travis's turf. I want to know, like, if you had seen it before, when was it and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but so what did you think of the movie?
3: Yeah, so I hadn't seen it because I actually hadn't heard of it at all until you said, we're watching this. I'm like, okay. Uh, So I didn't know anything about it except what you told me, which was something with religion and maybe possession and stuff. So um, yeah, it was and stuff mostly. Um, Yeah. What did I think of the movie? I can understand how Faye was bored with it because it's a really... Slow burn. Slow burn, as you say. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there.
2: There was no burn. No burn. There was
3: a burn at the end. <laughs> well, literally.
2: Spoilers! Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. Uh,
3: so I understand that and... Um, I also understand that there was zero, like, there was no secret of what was going on Not from the at all. first moment. You're like, well, she's crazy.
2: Yeah, I mean, they, it wasn't one crazy. of those movies that's like a secret. <laughs> they set it up in the first scenes of the movie. Yep, and then they 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 continually hint at it throughout the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. They hired you to do this even after? Did they know? <laughs> y- yeah? No? You, you're you using somebody... You're using a different name. You're hiding the fact of that happening.
0: Yes. I mean, from what I read, or at least, like, she didn't do anything wrong. Like, it was just she lost a patient, but and- I could be...
2: That and she so went like, into a, a, a crisis because of it. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, that
0: was the first step of her crisis.
3: Yes. But luckily, she had God to talk to and help her out. Mm-hmm.
0: Luckily. Um,
3: also, just in short, uh, short, uh, short, short, <laughs> because i wear a shirt. But <laughs> no, go <short>. ahead. <laughs> um, did I like the movie? I did not hate it. There were parts that I liked, and I'm glad that we watched it. I won't be re-watching it very soon. But it was okay.
0: Mm-hmm. And Travis, this was your mm. first time, I'm pretty sure. And uh, what did yeah, you think? Yeah,
1: up until two weeks ago, I had no idea this movie existed. You said, uh, yeah, we're going to watch St. Maud, And I said, what the hell is St. <laughs> uh And exactly. I started the movie knowing that it was called St. Maud. And that was it. I hadn't watched the trailer. I did nothing. I watched it. It is an intriguing movie because it is not a horror film in the traditional sense of a horror film. It is a character study about this woman dealing with trauma in her life and how she dealt with that, but she dealt with it in a really different way than you would typically deal with it. She also uh, spends a lot of her time isolated and becomes more and more isolated and more and more drawn inside of herself, which given that this movie came out just before all of us were stuck at home for extended periods of time, kind of hits a little differently than it would have uh, a few years ago. I, I didn't dislike the movie. I thought it was extremely well crafted. Um, it's weird. It isn't subtle and it's not trying to trick you. But it's playing with the idea of how much is in her, bri- her mind versus how much is she actually experiencing, even though as the audience, we kind of know that she's not experiencing these things because she is an unreliable narrator. Everything is told from Maud's point of view,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and Maud is the least reliable narrator possible. So we don't really believe anything that she is experiencing is happening because nobody else is experiencing that. It's only her. And the weird stuff that happens only happens when she's alone. So this movie isn't trying to play a twist or trying to play with your expectations of what's going on. It's more of a study of how she is dealing with what's happening to her. And from that end of things, I think it's really interesting. Um, But kind of like Dreadley said, I'm not gonna rush out to watch it again well, yeah. uh, right away, but I also don't think that it was a waste of my time uh, or that it was a bad movie in any in any way way. Now Faye saying that she was bored in it, uh, I said that to myself while I was watching the movie. I said, Well, Faye's not gonna enjoy this because it's gonna be boring. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's not the type of uh it's not that type of movie. So
0: Yeah. And that's the yeah. thing that like That's the thing that I like about all of us together there. We're just, we all have different perspectives, different uh, likes and stuff like that. And it's great because, you know, somebody who has, you know, our each particular different taste is going to listen and be like, well, if Faye was bored by it, I'm not wasting my time with the movie, that kind of thing. You know, whereas if somebody likes... Please
2: watch the movie. Form your own (laughs) opinions. Well, you know what I mean. Well, I mean, to anybody that's listening, watch it. Make your own opinions. Um, Me being bored with it is just part of it is, as Travis said, everything's put out in front and given to you,
3: Um, Mm -hmm.
2: which to me makes it boring. I like the suspense. I like the mystery. Give me a mystery and I will stay interested and watch it. Everything
1: was given. And in this case, it's the there is no mystery because that's not the point of the movie. That's not the point of the story being told. So there, there isn't a mystery to give. It's it's all about her dealing with what she has and fanatical religion, and yes. and and the Which, fact if that I want that,
2: is, I'll just go to a church.
1: Well, she's <laughs> but she's not even a church going. She is she has gone so far beyond that and beyond the mm-hmm. fanaticism. And she is spiraling downward and she's hallucinating. She is, you know, causing herself physical pain. I do think that the least realistic thing in the movie was when she tore open the bag of microwave popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> because if you've ever opened a bag of microwave popcorn before popping it, <laughs> yes. you're not getting individual kernels out like that. It's just this congealed mass of the. the Unless con- she got popcorn.
0: unbuttered popcorn, which. Even
1: unbuttered, there's still fat in there. Yeah. So, I just
0: yeah i was thinking yeah. the same thing though when she opened it i'm like they're not going to be pure seeds i yeah, don't you're not, you're not getting obviously. straight
3: kernels of popcorn obviously and, english popcorn is different <laughs> yeah that's gotta be what it
0: is. may may i point out that like when i saw that and and my, coming from obviously like we all have our different you know growing growing up with different religions and whatnot but i grew up catholic and uh hispanic so uh I actually did for punishment, have to kneel on rice, which isn't the same as popcorn kernels. I would have died on that, but like they made you know, our parents made us do that. It was really, it was horrible. Like I, you know, it's not the worst thing that could ever happen to you as a kid, but still like I still remember that and how bad that hurt and how I just had to pretend that it didn't because, you know, I would have to well, see her longer. That's
1: the thing. She does the popcorn. She does. Mm-hmm. She burns herself on the stove. Uh, on the stove burner. She puts the nails in her shoes and
3: then walks. The nails around in and, her
0: shoes. Come on.
3: Yes. Um, Dreads. She she to be oh, pinhead. Say it. That she was.
0: No, but say the unrealistic thing about that. No,
3: oh. <laughs> I was just me. I thought the good thing was, was she's doing like pinhead, but with her feet. So, yeah.
0: But good also that her shoe uh, would be filled afterwards.
3: With blood. Yeah, there yeah. should be quite some blood coming out of the shoes walking around like that.
0: I yeah. don't understand why there was no blood, but whatever. Good shoes. <laughs> yeah. So like watching this through my eyes as like someone who went to Catholic school for 10 mm. years and there's all this religious trauma that is that I have. So watching this movie, it affected me with yeah. that that whole, like, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. Just so much of it, that that part that she was like overzealously religious and she wanted to save, you know. Um,
2: just well, someone, that, oh, character. someone that didn't need to be saved. Someone that I was mean, perfectly fine and happy the way she was.
1: Well, she no, she wasn't happy.
2: She was dying. She was She like, was not
1: a happy person, nor a good person. But eh. the, the thing about it was, is that's her... Again, That that is her way of dealing with her trauma was to go super crazy religious. And mm-hmm. on top of that, she was a very different person prior to her trauma.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And sh- so she feels shame and guilt over that and is seeing these things in other people and also... F- still feeling some of those feelings she gets upset not because amanda does things but because she wants those same things still but she doesn't feel as though she is allowed to to have that that she yeah. shouldn't feel those things and so she's trying to save this other person from that same life that she used to lead so she
0: needs to feel the pain because that's the penance that she's yep. paying for the sins yep. of her past so she's not allowed to feel pleasure and it's just this we do this in little ways to ourselves sometimes mm-hmm. where we'll you know we'll deny ourselves something because we think we don't deserve it geez I'm just thinking of cake right now you know what I mean like like oh I, I don't deserve cake and that's like the smallest little fraction of this but this is someone who you know she she dealt with the trauma from before of losing the patient and whatnot that happened in the past. And all, like you said, Travis, the sins of her past and whatnot. And then, you know, the trauma of being assaulted basically later on in the movie. And it's just mm. like, that's like friggin' that was another like snapping point. It was just, Oh my God. Like, so there was just something so powerful about that story but I think the biggest thing for me is watching someone go crazy. And like, I knew she was going crazy, even though there's that moment when the, um, when she's talking to her boss or not her boss, but her ex, when she goes back, you know, to talk to her and she does like that, you know, turns into the demon, throws her across the room thing. And for that split second, I'm just like, wait a minute, is this a different kind of movie? And like, no, it wasn't. But like that, Spiraling out of control insanity just is terrifying. Like mm-hmm. that could be you. You don't know. Like she thinks she's in a perfectly normal, sane. She's doing perfectly normal things her day to day, and she is out of her flipping mind.
1: Right, and that's where you know. Again, she's the unreliable narrator because that scene where she goes back to Amanda at the end to to finally save her. Yeah. All we have is her perspective of what happened there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's, that's all we get is her perspective of everything. We get her perspective of Amanda. We get her perspective of Amanda's friends and how they treated her and how the interactions went when she did go back out to the bar, running into her coworker because we're led to believe that, you know, she was, uh, out drinking and carousing and sleeping around and all of these things that she did in her younger days in her days pre-trauma and that's what she's feeling all this guilt for and whatever happened kind of it it made her retreat inside of herself and through there is where she apparently hears the voice of god and feels his presence and has her godgasms every time she prays
0: (laughs) yeah
3: talk about the which also was one of those early positives to being insane apparently
0: Thank you for making up that phrase, by the way. We will use that in future episodes. Go ahead.
3: I can't
1: take credit for it. The director oh. actually used that in an interview. Oh, oh I didn't oh. But uh, there was even moments like when she would pray and that was happening. They did a very subtle thing with her face where they would stretch out parts of her face. Yep. Mm-hmm. That and was yeah. Creepy. It's creepy. Oops. It's unsettling because they do it so quickly. But it's it's that same thing where everything we're being told is from her perspective. So that's not actually happening. That's how she's perceiving what's going on in her life. It's like the the moment where she levitates and floats.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: she's you know she's not levitating. She's not actually floating in her apartment. She's having a seizure while there's fireworks going on outside of her room. But her experience of that was what we saw in the film. And so it's a lot, like it makes for strange and intriguing visuals and, and storytelling.
2: Don't forget her wings.
1: Well, yeah, then she grows her wings at the end too.
0: Yes. Which is just, it was okay. So like this whole, like we're, we're in the movie and we know she's crazy. And this whole thing is like, where is this going? How is this going to culminate in the end? The whole demon thing. And then like, was that real? No, she's just crazy. Right. Cause we're just seeing. And then at the end when she's like putting the gasoline and then she's got her wings. Like.
2: Well, they first show her with wings after she kills the demon. Does yeah. She?
1: Her, her yeah. wings yeah. sprout. Oh, I didn't they even show see up that. in her apartment. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. And and then we see her out walking in her in the robe that, you know, makeshift robe that she has with her rosary <laughs> beads. As yeah. she went up to get the acetone, but we don't see her wings. But then as she gets to the beach, now we're back. Because some of that we're seeing kind of from a third person point of view, yes. where she's walking by people and it's just a woman wearing 100%. a bed sheet. Yeah. And then we see her with her wings and it and the ending what I liked. Do we want to talk about the ending? Like the very end?
0: Go oh, for it. Well, yeah, of course.
1: Because what the thing that I liked about the way they set that up is the entire mm-hmm. time I'm watching it, I'm thinking, all right, so I know where this is going. She's walking out onto the beach, and then I realize, oh, she's got a, the bag with her. Yeah, she's got whatever flammable thing. She's going to self-immolate. Like I knew that was coming. Mm-hmm. But I liked the visual of it where there's a bunch of people concerned as they see this woman just pouring acetone over her head. Mm-hmm. And then we get her perspective of how that went, which is the, the, the blinding light of God. And she's got her arms outstretched and she's looking towards the heavens and everyone is, is just in awe of what's going on mm-hmm. as she's achieving sainthood and ascending their knees. and they're falling to their knees. And then that last two seconds of what's mm-hmm. actually happening. And like, I knew that was coming and it still was effective for me. Yeah. Um and I liked that because you could the director given the way the film had been go- going and how we sort of knew something wasn't right and something was wrong with her but it was always very ambiguous and it was very like God, did I see her face stretch a little bit or am I am I thinking of something weird did did, did she did the crucifix just fall off of the dresser behind her on its own or did something else happen? like we were never, it was never one way or the other that we knew that. And then that last two seconds were the confirmation mm-hmm. that yeah. no, she definitely is crazy. None of this is actually happening. Exactly. Uh, she's burning alive. The,
0: on the beach. It's exactly that. Like there was only, and I, I could say that there were only two scenes in this movie that did that that gave me that feeling, which was when, you know, the, I can't remember her damn name, but Jennifer Bell's character on Amen. the, on the bed, you know, just suddenly becoming the demon, like out of nowhere when I wasn't expecting that. Mm-hmm. And like that end scene. And I giggled that <laughs> it's just, it's, it was absolutely creepy and it was okay. So like the whole thing is the thing, one of, you know, one of basic fears, right? Fear of the unknown, which is what Jennifer L's character is going through. Cause she's about to like, you know, die. Uh, mm-hmm. Cause she's like terminal cancer and all that. And you know, the other one, and which is a bigger one for me is like the fear of, you know, losing your mind going crazy. And so you're watching this movie of this person going crazy. And it's almost like in the movie because like, like exactly what you just said, it's almost like it was making me go crazy a little bit too. Because, you know, you're asking yourself those questions and it's just creepy. It is very much a slow burn. I said that when we were watching it, but I enjoy drama movies too. So I didn't have too much of a of, of that kind of thing. I was like, okay, well, this is like a different kind of movie that's going to build up to something.
1: Well, it's it's psychological Hello. horror. It's it's introspective horror. It's not uh it's not yeah. Maud or Katie whatever you want to call her dealing with an outside force that is that is causing her dread or horror.
3: Of any, <laughs> dread. Any Hello.
1: It is it is her own horror. It's the it's the turning mm-hmm. inward and staring into the abyss type of horror that you're dealing with here. So, the you know, that's going to that is going to affect people very differently. Yeah, and and the that type of storytelling is much more divisive. Uh, I feel like than something that deals with external threats. Internal threats are always harder because some people just don't connect with that.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Which which makes like absolute sense considering you know people think I'm crazy, but it's like dealing with the you know with trauma in general and whatnot it was very effective i'm gonna say i'm actually going to agree with with probably the other two well maybe you two, but like i this isn't a movie i'm gonna run out and watch again anytime soon i don't think i could watch this again for like years i think it was (laughs) i think it was um
3: it's not the kind of movie that you should probably watch every year for example it's not that kind of a movie it's, it's not
0: a movie that like it's not my comfort kind of horror. It's not something I want to sit and watch when I'm feeling, you know, down or or happy. Yeah, this or isn't going to cheer you up. Yeah. No. This isn't this isn't something that I want. It is like there were parts of it that made me think of Psycho, but in a much like softer, sad way.
1: So I can see that where psycho is dealing with somebody who's lost it and snapped and is, is homicidal. Uh, what this is actually what I felt like this reminded me of a little bit, not, not a ton, but there was some of the tone, some of kind of the the, the DNA there. No, uh, Donnie Darko. It Ooh. had some Donnie Darko feel to me where Donnie Darko was one of those movies where as you're watching it, you're, you're constantly wondering like, okay, is this going on? How much of this is just inside of his own head? Or does this, does, does the universe that this movie takes place in are these real things? And you're kind of always questioning and it's got sort of a fatalistic bent to it of like all this kind of stuff going on. And where, where this, I wouldn't put this in the same categories a Donnie Darko. I had similar feelings while watching it where it's like, I don't know exactly what i'm dealing with what is real what is in her head uh but i also it's it's a very dour film it's not it has no uplifting moments in it whatsoever um the closest you get is amanda claiming to feel the presence with her until you realize that no amanda is just playing with her and toying with her uh and and is not really very nice to her at all. Um, and we find that out later on at the party that she was saying all sorts of stuff behind her back and then right to her face. So, you know, it's, it, it's kind of one of those things. It's, it's the type of film. It's a type of art that is meant to challenge you. It's meant to make you feel uncomfortable. Um, it does a pretty good job of doing that at times. Um, so yeah, it's definitely not something that you want to watch over and over.
0: No. No. And it just I said in the in the description that it just it is very unsettling, just very very unsettling. I want to say creepy, but it's not the same thing. Like I can I saw this movie 2 days ago and I'm still thinking about it, you know? I still see the pictures of the movie in my mind, you know. Well, we are
3: doing a podcast about it, so you kind of have to. <laughs> of, yeah. The,
0: the, well, like the movie mean, did like, do
3: well with setting an atmosphere that felt creepy in general. Yeah. Like, even though you weren't scared, there was nothing special going on on the screen, but just the visuals, the way it was paced, and most importantly, the music or sound effect uh, oh yeah it wasn't really music music but you know what i mean the, the score is- as they say
0: yes the score as they say
3: uh, i was impressed by that because it's very minimalistic mm-hmm. there's not yeah. much difference but it's like just boom yeah. oh, the right yeah. it's moments. got like
0: the whole what is that called too it's got like the you know the way I can't think of the other movies that do it, but it's like that very like sharp, like moving sound. Like it's just
1: like, yeah, it, like it hits you. The score of this reminded me some of Mandy, where Mandy was like the Mandy it wasn't, Mandy wasn't music so much as it was like this discordant hum that went on in the background that would occasionally rise and fall. And this movie had some of that going on where it, and it's, it's meant to make you uneasy. And, mm-hmm. and make you feel off put and put you in a weird mental state. Yeah. You know, and it's it's like I said, it's dour. It's a downer. There's nothing there, there's nothing to take from this as like a, a a good feeling. It's it's just a bummer. The whole thing is. All of it. You got, you know, you're your two you're basically your two characters in the movie. One is a cancer patient who's on her deathbed and is mourning everything that she lost in her life. And she's upset with a lot of things. And she is upset with kind of not being able to be what she once was. And the other person is dealing with trauma in a way that I can only imagine. um, And, and is dealing with that in a very unhealthy, very, uh, very frightening way. But she doesn't know what else to do because she doesn't have any, We, we don't know about her family. We, we meet one person from her past, one and a half people, because I guess, uh, the big bearded dude claims to have known her from before,
0: yeah, that but, us.
1: but the, you know, we meet her coworker. That's it. We don't know anybody else from her past. We don't know what kind of family life she had or any of that. So who knows, you know, that trauma that whatever happened with that patient happened, she had nowhere to go. And so she turned inward and she went. Crazy ze- uh, zealot.
0: Yeah, just yeah. Whew.
1: Unsettling, I think, is
3: the the term for this movie.
0: Yes, very, very unsettling.
3: One thing I hated was that they showed us a nice The Exorcist like stairway.
2: Oh steep, yeah,
3: <laughs> and no one <laughs> fell down it. I was like, no one's spe- come on
2: pea soup either.
3: No, there was projectile. Well, there was some there. soup. There was some soup coming oh, there out.
0: There was vomit, wasn't there? There was projectile you know, vomit. Oh my <laughs> yeah, God, she's... yeah. She did some real disgust. There's a lot of body horror in this. She like threw just... pretty hardcore. Oh my God. Yeah, like
1: The just... light also, that was another thing that was strange because there was that, at the bottom of the stairs, there was a light hanging and there were two different moments in the movie where that light would be pulsating. Mm. And I it's the only place that happened. So it's like, is that the light? Is there bad electrics in this house? Or is that something in her head and the way that she's perceiving things? Probably both. Cause I noticed it the first time and I'm like, okay, so she's having a moment and that's what's happening, you know, but, but it's, it was early on in the movie. So it's like, maybe it's something supernatural. I don't know. We'll kind of see how this plays out. And then nothing, they didn't mention it again. She has more moments like that where she's having her godgasms, and, <laughs> And the lights aren't doing that. But then at the end, when she comes back in, the light's doing the same thing. And so that's mm-hmm. where I'm like, okay, so is this in her head or is it just happened to be this house and that light? Like, it was one of. So there's a lot of that too.
0: Did you notice her eyes?
1: Yeah, her heterochromia.
0: Yeah. But how early in the movie did you notice it? Because, like, we didn't notice it until, like, towards the end of the movie. And I don't know if that, like, We didn't rewatch it to double check and see if they had changed or something.
1: I don't think they changed. I didn't notice it right away. But the way the lighting was, we never got like. Yeah. We would get close ups of other people. And the lighting was such that you could really see their eyes very well. But hers, you didn't really until towards the end.
0: Yeah. Okay. I was sure. I was reading and it's like the actually the actress has like blue eyes, but the character has the head of or whatever. but uh, yeah, wow, well now I feel uh like dour and down. <laughs> you know what it's time for?
2: The 13.
0: The 13 is a specially cultivated list of tropes, or our favorite things from horror movies. This list may change or be adjusted as time goes on, and in real time, because this is real life, and I'm not a demon. Lies. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Kitty cat, were there any animals in this movie?
3: No. Oh, hell yeah.
0: Um, what? There's
3: a giant fucking cockroach crawling Um, around, and she should just burn that place down.
0: No, we don't
3: (laughs) fuck that
2: thing. Nah, nah.
3: Did you know the the average? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's the the worst part. But did you know the average person eats like 10 cockroaches in their life?
0: That's not true. In their life? Okay, maybe that's true. I thought you were going to say in a year. No. (laughs) We eat eight spiders a a year. Did you know that? My
3: trivia might uh, sound weird and you might not believe them, but they're always 100% true. Don't double check them.
0: Don't. Mm -hmm. There's no Google. Number two, Volkswagen. Uh, I don't even think there were cars in this movie,
3: to be honest. I don't remember seeing a car. No, everyone was walking Um, around that. When she was walking towards the beach uh, at the end, there were cars driving. And that's when I noticed well, they're definitely in England because they're driving on the wrong side of the road.
0: Yeah. But there was no close ups to cars. And getting confused as to where the movie was. So for the first 20 minutes, Dred's just like, why is everyone having British accents? I'm just
1: like Yeah, everyone everyone had an English accent from Coney Island. I was and like, I it was, I it like, threw me at first uh, as well. Like,
0: I've never been to England, so I wouldn't know if there's a place actually called Coney Island or whatever. But uh, anyway, because she walks by it a couple of times. It's like mm-hmm. four like three or four times. But anyway, so no cars. Number three, scary location, time of the year, summer camp, beach, abandoned mental hospital. She should have been in a mental hospital. A holiday, full moon. Um,
2: no,
1: no. I mean seaside town. Not <laughs> not around any specific time of the year. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really no. No, this could have been any time, and could have been really anywhere.
0: Yeah, it's just it. It literally is anytime, anywhere. So it's mm-hmm. like. That actually gives a little bit of scary <sighs> archetype characters: Crazy Ralph, Randy from Scream, Dick Halloran from The Shining, Ginter from Jason X. Um, is there? Well, yeah. technically, she was crazy, <laughs> but that's, that's not the same as Crazy Ralph.
1: Yeah, she she was, but no, the the yeah, this is not a tropey movie, and it's not an archetype movie at all.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Oh well, the only trope there is that uh, guys just want a hand job from a crazy chick in a bar.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I think the first part of your sentence was correct. Actually, I think your entire sentence is fine. Now that yeah, I think yes. about men in general, no,
1: no real lies detected there.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm still going to go over them because we have to go through the list, even though I know this isn't in the movie at all. <laughs> but. <laughs> Meta humor, fourth wall breaks, mentioning the title. Actually, technically, the title is named Maude, so, but that's not the same thing. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, I mean, there's there, not only is there no meta humor, there's no humor. Yeah. There's no levity. The only fourth the wall breaks is,
0: I think, from the cockroach.
1: Yes. The cockroach.
0: <laughs> Stop making fun of me.
1: I'm not making fun of you.
0: Okay. Uh, number six, pointless boobies, weird wings, or Moonies. There was not moonies.
2: moonies. Yep. Moonies. Finally,
0: it wasn't fun. It was a Um, nice butt. Whose butt was it? Was it hers? Okay, I didn't remember. I thought it was the the dudes for some reason. Yes. But yes. Yes. Other than that, she was always wearing sensible panties. Just thought that was very, like, they were perfectly, you know, not too big, not too small. Just don't ask me why. That's what I call them. Uh number seven obviously telling retelling the legend and or establishing the movie's rules Uh yeah. breaking Randy's rules which are technically God's rules <laughs> like <laughs> technically she broke technically she broke she broke Randy's rules and God's rules because uh, she did have sex and she did do drugs um <laughs> but no number eight <laughs> Jesus wow um Bad dance sequence slash montage sequence, or good, or whatever. Uh, is there a montage sequence where she's making? Go ahead.
2: Only spot would be at the bar, including the the hand job. Oh yes, that's true.
3: I guess that could come. And while we don't see it, I'm pretty sure she's doing a bad dance sequence at the end, also.
2: Damn. Yeah, damn. I was gonna say the I mean, her yeah. butting in on other people's conversations. Right. and And trying to laugh with them,
3: that was actually was she <laughs> no. creeped me the fuck out the most, yeah, that was but she was just looking at them, and I said,, <laughs> like slowly smiling, laughing, and then it was just uh,
0: like she never knew how to smile to begin with. <laughs> I was gonna say, wasn't there like a montage of her like getting the acetone and like making shit or something, or was am I not thinking of
3: this? it was a small montage no, of drinking, looking- but that's all I remember, yeah, there wasn't really.
0: Now. she was like mixing up a batch though I was like I thought she was going to kill that one chick when she came over and I was just like oh my god you are so lucky lady
1: you are so Again, lucky that's the, like. the movie setting you up trying to, to make you you don't mm-hmm. know you don't know what's going to happen at any given point and you're sort of you're sort of spending the second half of the movie waiting for that moment where she snaps and freaks out and stabs somebody 87 times with a pair of scissors
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. why do they always have scissors but yeah, so we'll count that bar scene as a bad montage sequence. Um, number nine. Someone does stupid shit or that scared the shit out of me. Whichever
2: applies. I Anybody?
3: Nobody I know this movie isn't
2: stupid. Uh, Nobody this- other than Mod.
3: <laughs> All the people hiring her, probably. <laughs>
0: um... I'm going to go back to those two specific scenes with the the ending and the, and then her boss in the bed. I keep calling her the boss. I can't remember her name in the movie. Mary. Was it Mary? Amanda. Amanda. Oh my God. I'm losing it.
1: I've, I've been saying it the whole episode. I know. Every time you say, I can't remember her name. I say Amanda.
0: And I think yep. like, I think I'm missing it or something. Cause I know you said it too. Anyway, the point is, uh, those two scenes did scare me and creeped me out really bad. Uh so I give that movie that
1: um i mean they're they're effectively set up startling moment jump scares or they're, they the the one where she lunges at her from the bed is well, one yeah. of those that you see coming, but it still is effective
0: but like and might I say I wasn't necessarily expecting exactly what that was, but right. like for for me like there's like jump scares always like scare you scare you but like this movie was so unsettling that the jump scares mixed with the unsettling feeling like really freaked me out like I didn't want to go to bed alone I was so just like I didn't want to think about it I walked to the bed this is just how I am by the way which my friend says why do you watch horror movies then but I'm like because they're fun like who doesn't yeah okay so like I walked to the to the bathroom in the middle of the night. And I'm like looking in the living room and I'm like the lights on. Right. And as I'm walking out, the light goes off. So it's pitch black. I'm like, you motherfucker. And I ran to my room. <laughs> Cause I'm just like, Nope, 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 Nope. I know it's an
2: automatic timer, but that's not the point. You can always come and stay with me. Oh, and,
1: Thank and, you. You. you know, when I say like the jump scare on the bed, you can see it coming. you just, You're trained as a as a movie watcher. Something's about to happen, right? Because the scene just keeps going and they keep stretching it out and that tension keeps building. Like music (laughs) tension. Yeah. You know something is gonna happen. What that is, we're not sure of yet, but there's gonna be some sort of a tension release, jump scare type of moment that you're kind of you're prepared for and yet it's still like I was prepared for something to happen, but it still jolted me, still caught me. So
0: I Yeah. Once again, this is like, no, no, I know what you mean. The like, I think it's like, that's one more, like I love looking at the differences of like how we all watch movies and stuff like that. Just because like, you know how I am. You said the name of the woman 400 times in this episode, apparently. And I didn't catch it. So when I'm watching the movie, when I'm watching any movie, I'm pretty sure because of like my, just the way my brain is, Sometimes, like, uh, you know, it's like somebody just waves a little flag. I'm like, "Ooh, what's that? Oh, ah! so I think I think I get jump scared so easily for reasons like that. Plus, just mm-hmm. I get startled easily in general. Like, don't ever walk up behind me. True. And so a lot of that is effective. Doesn't doesn't always mean that it works. Like, there are a lot of movies that do that, that it's just like, oh, you just did that to have a jump scare. Like we've right. talked about in, you know, Um so but no, this not to self. don't be around
2: Monica.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I hate it so but much. I scream in the theater. Just so you know, if we ever go to the movies, I scream in the theater like loud. Yeah, loud. I mean,
1: there's there's earned and unearned jump scares, and yeah, and what you know, you get affected by all of them. I've I've watched enough movies with you <laughs> that even the the tropey unearned just there for the sake of a jump scare. Jump scare still gets you. It still startles you. Mm-hmm. But but also the ones that you're, you are kind of anticipating. Like the end of this movie, it's a startling moment, right? Because we go from this angelic thing to screaming and the sound of fire and just this close up of her face. It's meant to catch you off guard. It's meant to throw you. You sort of, as I'm watching it, I'm like, at some point, Mentally, I'm thinking we're going to see her actually on fire, but it still was enough to startle me when it happened.
0: Yeah, because so. it's the it's the all of a sudden loud.
1: Yeah, it's the like discordant air. nature of like, you yeah. we went from quiet to loud and it happened that quickly.
0: Yeah. Plus, after that entire movie of being a slow burn, which is basically like, you know, um mm-hmm. the build up for it. Yeah. But anyway, so. There you go. That scared the shit out of me. And I did stupid shit. Number 10, solitude <laughs> moments. Uh, this a fucking those. movie was a solitude moment. Let's just Pretty say much.
1: that. I mean, it opened with that, with her cowering in the corner of the hospital room was, was that uh, most of most everything had happened in her apartment. I did really love the shot of, her the stairs leading down to her apartment when she comes back after her night out drinking where the shot was flipped 90 degrees and slowly turned so the stairs were sideways sure. and they were horizontal and then it slowly turned as she uh came down the stairs it never fully never fully did it just just a very very slight uh turn to that i just i really liked the way that that was composed and that was weird feeling the the random shot that was like upside down for whatever reason mm-hmm. um most like like i mean just almost this entire movie is solitude yeah which is the point of it or the you know yeah. major major driving force
0: which agreed the whole like for me the reason i the whole thing with solitude shots that's something that i like in in horror movies which is why i wanted it to be on the list you know like to begin with so that's probably another reason why this movie affected me the way that it did. Mm-hmm. Because introvert, asocial, I spend a lot of time with myself. This could easily be me, you know, if... You know, if enough things were flipped, if you know what I'm saying.
3: You never know. A stream might be all in your head.
0: Ow. Jeez. Well then, I I know, feel, I am. I feel... <laughs> I feel less special for getting you to, you know, to be on the show. Um, Number eleven, scary score or spooky soundtrack? Is this the kind of music that will keep? Well, it's scared, scared, scary music. Scary. We mentioned it earlier. Yeah. Yeah, That keep me humming, but score is fun. The score is definitely like just disjointed and fun and. Not fun. Why do I keep saying fun?
3: It's, an it's added fun layer. somehow.
0: I mean to say, I liked it, not that it was fun, because yeah. there's nothing fun about it. But
1: effective. It's an added yeah. layer to the effective. doom and gloom and dour nature of this movie, and puts you into the mindset or the mood that this movie is trying to create.
0: It complemented it very well. Quite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Number twelve. Final girl. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) I mean,
2: technically. (laughs) No. Her friend, I guess you could say, is a final girl, but she wasn't at the finale.
3: Yeah. Also, the cockroach might have been. True. Yes. Maybe. I don't know. No. Um, The cockroach was actually female, and it had a name in the movie. The the
0: yeah, just not that kind of movie, but it's it's nice to think about. No. Uh, <laughs> number 13. The Savini Scale of Gore. Uh, it's not the quantity of gore, it's the quality, special effects and monsters. Uh, well, you know. There's not much to the thing, but I, anybody got any honorable mentions or anything?
2: Like I like most the, of the stuff was. That's about it.
0: The what? They were the shiny wings. and
3: pretty. Yes.
2: I mean, her oh, what? oh her wings.
1: Yeah, I'm going to give the movie credit for what it did do in makeup effects mm-hmm. and the the minor little bits of um computer generated imagery that they touched in there like the wings, like the uh um the face. subtle face stretch, you know, and then the makeup effects like when she's peeling that scab off of her hand.
0: Oh god, no. Oh god. It. I blocked that I,
1: out. I didn't like that at all. Um No. And that in the way I didn't I didn't like it in the way that it was done really well because it was just like gross. Mm-hmm. Um and the uh you know, it, it was well done. It was very, very judiciously used. They didn't have a ton of it in there, but what mm-hmm. they did put in looked pretty good. With All the exception right. maybe of the swirling beer. I was like, Yeah, okay, I might I get it. She's a having a hallucination.
3: But I like guess. There was well, in Belgium, we have a beer that, when you pour it out, and in the middle of the beer, there's a little tornado going on. Mm-hmm. It's called Devil. Translated, mm-hmm. actually. But
1: what they did was very good. I mean, <laughs> and it fit the movie. Also impressive vomiting. No, yeah. that was a. Yeah, that and the the scab peeling were were. Gross. Quite quite yeah. gross
0: and this really i guess it's not really special effects but just the um the spikes in the foot thing even though like you don't mm-hmm. actually see that happening right mm-hmm. my god is that effective
2: well, yeah, i'm that's like another... holding
0: my feet yeah. you know what i said in that moment i was just like that woman has never worked on her feet a day in her life because your feet hurt too bad to do that shit.
1: And yet, and yet she was a nurse.
0: Well, so, yeah, yeah. But like
1: that's, but that's a case where the movie can can set up what is going to happen, and then they don't have to show it.
2: Mm-hmm. They don't have to I have the
1: gore effect of of seeing her feet bleeding or the blood pooling out of her shoes or anything like that. But you know, you know exactly what is happening, and and your brain's filling in all those blanks. Mm-hmm
0: it did make me think of like one of my favorite lines from uh, a movie that's way more um, or way less sad. uh, Romy and Michelle's high school reunion where like, she's uh, she's talking to some guy and he's just like, Hey, how you doing? And she's just like, she's like, good. And she's like, that's a nice suit. And he's just like, thank you. And she's like, what do you do for a living? And he's like, I'm a suit salesman. And she's like, You'll have to excuse me. I cut my foot earlier and my shoe is slowly filling with blood. And so that's what I thought about when I saw her walking around in the little spiky things that <laughs> her shoe would be filled with blood. But like no, they didn't have to show that. It was just it was just as effective seeing her walk around like that and the weird combination of like pain and pleasure. That she was having was enough to just creep me the fuck out.
3: Once again, Pinhead.
0: <laughs> Pinfeet. <laughs> She's the new one that's coming to the series.
1: The new and that will is wrap the up. Pinfoot. Such pinfoot.
2: glorious things to kick you with. <laughs> and that'll
0: do it for the 13 for this episode. Probably one of our saddest episodes.
3: If it helps, our next movie will be more fun.
0: Oh, yeah, it is.
3: Oh, and it might be sensitive time. for a certain country of people, but... Hi, <laughs> mm-hmm. Claire.
0: You're spoiling it. You're spoiling it.
3: You've been spoiling it on Discord all this time.
0: Any... No. I think we've talked enough about this movie.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Unless anyone... Wants to raise their hand. I think I'm done talking about it.
3: Well, it's too bad that they didn't have the budget to film their original ending. Mm -hmm.
0: And what was that original ending?
3: Well, she was walking to the beach like in this movie, but instead of setting herself on fire, she poured herself with blood and fish guts and all that. And then a giant shark came out of the lake water sea. I don't know what it was. And ate her and then flew away to the sky. The end. HR.
0: You can email the show at gorepodcast13 at gmail.com or tweet us at gorepodcast. We've not gotten any emails, um, which is fine. Just wanted to let you know that we did Please email us. Yes, please. We're lonely. Please. We're going to turn into It's free. <laughs> Travis, where can people find you?
1: I am on Twitter at TV's Travis, or you can go to TV's Travis.com and find uh, episodes of my show. Wait, you haven't seen um, and anything else that I'm working on.
0: Yay. Faye, where can people find you?
2: You can find me on Twitter at C H I B I F A E L I N. And maybe talk back to me. <laughs> listen, listen to my uh, funny repostings. Uh, about especially about crazy podcasters.
3: Ooh, do we know any of those?
2: Are you talking about me, baby?
0: <laughs> <sighs> yep, yep. And finally, dreadly, tell people how they can travel to the bowels of hell to talk to you.
3: Oh so well, find- talk up to me. Oh boy. Ah, uh, or talk about me. I don't know. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and on Twitch mostly, where I'm streaming most of the days. And I've uh, put links to all of that in a nice little website called thedreadzone.com. And Monica, where can people find you?
0: Well, you can follow me on Twitter and Twitch at WickedKitten13. Um, I do a Here's of the Storm podcast called Q for Fun so you can check that out wherever you get your podcastiness and uh if you're not subscribed to America's next top podcaster you can check that out also in the podcasty place um and yeah that's about it so thank you everyone for listening and i hope we made it just a little harder to fall asleep tonight
3: you should start
0: Maybe you should stop.
1: I think we've started okay. now. <laughs> you like to start yet? Mm-hmm.
3: mm-hmm. Yeah. You to stay serious? <laughs> hmm?
0: What? I just want to point out that while editing the episode, I totally told you to stop it. And you said, thanks for telling me to shut up. And I said, I didn't tell you to shut up. I said, just <laughs> stop talking. And <laughs> I totally did say stop. I did not say shut up. I just want to point that out for the record Well, you'll hear it in the podcast. (laughs) The end. I was like, wait, wait. And you just kept going. I don't think you can hear anybody when you're talking. Or you don't care. Either way. It's something.
1: (laughs) Either and or both.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's very fun. Sometimes I just like moving you guys around in case, like, you talk over each other. That way you get your whole point out, unless it's something that's not worth saying.
3: Then you get cut from the episode. story
2: of my life. Put it at the end. I was going to say story of my life.
1: Hey. Hey.
0: Yeah, but think about it this way. If you're going to say something and you think it's important, just keep on saying it, because I'll probably edit it so they don't say anything.
3: (laughs) There we go. This is the episode All Faye. Okay.
0: All Faye, all the time.
2: It'll be really short.
0: Mm -hmm. Just like the movie. That's what he said. Whoa. I don't know why he would say that. I don't know either. Okay. All right. I need you all to mute. Liberally mute. mute, liberally, liberally, liberal. I think I might have just twisted my own tongue. Good evening, and welcome to Gore, a horror podcast to keep you up at night. I'm your host, Wicked. Um, I fucked up already. Good job.
2: <sighs>
0: it's fine. It's fine.
3: It's but fine. you are our host, Wicked.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, everything sounded fine.
0: <laughs> no, I read it wrong. Um,
1: <laughs> ah, good.
0: Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I was about to start.
2: <laughs> it's, it's almost
0: like a what's that thing, Pavlov's. Uh, Cat in the no. It's the dog. The
1: bell. Uh, Did you just conflate Pavlov's dogs and Schrodinger's cat?
0: Yes.
3: Were they Mm -hmm. both in a dream and not dream state?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, they did get married at the end. In the end, or they did.
0: Pause for a second. Like, does Faye know that I did that on purpose? Like, (laughs) I hope so.
2: Just now.
0: (laughs) I hope you know I'm not that stupid. Uh Um, Anyway. Could have fooled me. But yeah, you put that cat in the box and and then... um, I forgot the name of the movie. Automatically, it just flew out of my head (laughs) as I was talking. (laughs) What was the name of the movie? We'll definitely get to those movies too. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Um, Other than that... Was there anything else, Wesley? Dreadly? Whatever your name is. I'm cutting this out. Forget it. <laughs> that was uh, it.
3: Not that I can think of, no.
0: I should really write this shit down.
3: I did. For my games.
0: Um, yes, been continuing. <laughs>
1: So I love how it's always cockroach.
0: Why?
1: Cock-a-roach. Am I supposed to say it different? It's very Tony Montana of you.
0: Well, this is <laughs> say hello
1: to my little giant cockroach.
0: What am I supposed? What do you say?
1: Well, there's no "a" in the middle of that word, cockroach. <laughs> but it's okay. I, I <laughs> it.
2: It's Leave otherwise it's cock.
0: Look. Okay. Look, everybody speaks differently. It's all good. <laughs> it's all fine. It's all English. It all works. Or <sighs> a variation thereof. Yeah. It's not like people don't understand me when I say that. Oh I know. Let me axe you a question. Or should I hatchet you a question, Dread? I,
1: like, I just like that you always say it cockroach.
0: Cockarooch. I think that's just how I say it. How about how about how I was saying Sherbert for so long and it's actually not Sherbert? <laughs> Sherbet. And I'm like, mm. what? Why did I never read That's this before?
2: <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. <clears throat> you ready, Dredly?
2: <clears throat> uh-huh. uh-huh.
1: really wish I knew Welsh. I could have said something Welsh on the way out.
0: On the way out. Well, you could always record it and send it to me.
1: <laughs> I could, but I don't know how to speak any Welsh. I can say Blythe Droog, and that's about it.
3: That counts.
1: I mm-hmm. guess it would work. It means bad. It translates to bad wolf.
2: Oh, huh. nice.
0: Well, there you nice go. <laughs> Only a few select people. Who remember the years between 2000 (laughs) (laughs) Bad Wolf Uh, Is there a montage sequence where she's making Go ahead
2: What
1: I don't know everyone's muted
2: Yeah uh, the bar He's making fun of me because he saw me Talking without it being unmuted
0: Oh I thought he was Making fun of me he does that a lot.
2: Well, it's okay. Now, uh, the bar. You are muted. If you're,
0: I am. That's the fun. Part. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies Can and gentlemen, and non-binary people. This Way is this is my crew of uh,
3: professional podcasters. Yes.
0: Yep. Okay, let's just like number eight. Bad dance sequence. Bad montage sequence. Or good whatever.